Welcome, dear listener, to another episode of True Hauntings and Scary Stories, the podcast where we alternate between spooky conversation and scary short stories. (laughs) Now, here's your host, Miss Cynthia C. Welcome, spooky friends, to yet another episode of your favorite podcast. Just kidding. I don't know if it is. I hope it is. (laughs) So we have an extra person with us today, don't we, Kat? We do. And I... Would you like to intro him? Oh, I guess so. Um, So everyone, this is Steve. He's our guest today for our, our fun, spooky episode. Hi, Steve. Hello, And uh, I think he's a little bit extra special because he happens to be my other half. We won't say better half because we know the truth here, but he is my the other (laughs) half of our house. (laughs) Nice. My hubs. Yeah, she keeps me in the basement and just, you know, feeds me every once in a while. So, yeah. yeah. Don't even lie. We don't have a basement, but I do stick him up in the attic with the ghost every once in a while. He and Eden hang out. So. (laughs) Nice. Steve, I'm going to be totally honest. My brain is going from Blue's Clues to Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. <laughs> like, Hi, Steve. And then my brain goes, Steve. <laughs> like, Steve, helping. The monkey reference after yes. that movie came out. I mean, I'll tell you, everybody I've got oh, was no. like, we'd be at the shop and they're screaming it at me. The better part nice. was when we first started dating, though, uh, Laura Cleary's YouTube and Facebook videos were really popular her. of Help Helen Smash. And so it was always, <laughs> Steven! So I just scream that to him across Walmart and he'd walk away like he didn't know me. <laughs> I love that so much and my husband hates it. Like, to his core, he hates that whole thing. So, yeah, I tortured him with it for a while. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So... What are we talking about today? Ouija boards. I don't know, though. Is it pronounced Ouija or Ouija? Because I grew up saying Ouija board, but I don't think that's right. We could so bring Brick on and ask her because she first thought it was so- said Ouija. What did she call it? Ouija? Yes, she called it something crazy. I forgot all about that. A Ouija board? Brick, what do you, yes, you mean? Yes, I almost fired her. Oh, <laughs> I was like, girl, what did you just call it? Or the Oya. 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 Yeah. I say Ouija. Ouija. See, that's what I grew up calling it. But it's not spelled that way. Ouija. I don't know. And just fun little fact as we're getting started. When they named the board, one person said that it was named because um, the French version of yes and the German version of yes. So we... And ja, or ya, so Ouija, you know. But another person said that they asked the board what it wanted to be called, and it said Ouija. And when they asked, what does that mean? It said, good luck. So I'm just going to tell you guys some little historical facts that I found. And I found, well, okay, so I'll do the facts first, but I found two different people women on YouTube who talked about how to use a Ouija board. And I, 
I put stuff down that they both said because they were contradictory. So one of them was very lax about it. And the other one was like, never do this and never do that. So I thought it was kind of interesting how opposite they were. So we're, we'll talk about that too. But just some interesting facts. So Ouija boards or Ouija boards, whatever, um, actually go back to 1100 AD in China, but they were called talking boards. And people would write, now a Ouija board, for those of you who might not know what it is and maybe have been living under a rock forever, <laughs> it's a board that has the alphabet written out on it. It has numbers one through nine on it. It usually has yes and no, and then it has hello and goodbye. And it comes with a little planchette, which is like a little triangle thing that points to the letters. So, you know, you all sit around it. Some people said you can do it with just one person. Some people said that you should do it with three or more people. It's just preference. Now, doesn't it have the number zero on it, too? I don't know. Yeah. It? <laughs> yes. Fine. It goes from zero to or does nine. It go, <laughs> is it one through nine and then a zero or zero? You're killing me. <laughs> These are the burning questions that the audience has. The audience right? me. Yeah, you know, ghosts just skip over all the binary. So no zeros, no tens, no twenties, no thirties, no forties, and et cetera. Right. <laughs> okay. Turns out ghosts are IT nerds. Well, oh, okay. If it started, because you said it started in China? Well, that's the farthest back that it dates. Like, we have a record of it. So yeah. would the letters yeah, have been Chinese symbols? Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure they they wouldn't have had the English language letters on it. They had a big war about keeping the Romans out of that area. Yeah. It, you know, it was a so thing. It was a thing. But that is as far back as talking boards go. And, oh, they also, in Fuji, they called it planchet writing. Oh, I like that. So that's kind of cool. And it became really popular in the U.S. from some ladies, these three ladies called the Fox Sisters. I love that. And they they said that they were haunted by a spirit named Mr. Splitfoot. <laughs> I don't know. And they would they would actually tour with a circus and like do Ouija board stuff. It was a, it was called a talking board then and ghost writing and table turning and all these crazy things that they most likely had rigged, you know. Um the Fox sisters were kind of notorious for that. Mm -hmm. So the Ouija board itself, the one that we know today, was patented by Elijah Bond in 1891 in February of, well, the patent was issued in February of 1891. He applied for it in May of 1890. So that's how far our Ouija board that we know goes back. So he's the one that said that um, he asked the board what it wanted to be called. And it said Ouija. And he said, what does that mean? And he said that it told him good luck. So. Do, 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 do. And also he. Um, fun little note that Steve and I were talking about before we started recording. When he went to the patent office to get this patent, he told the patent officer, dude, and they weren't going to give him the patent. So he whipped the board out and he used it with the guy he and the guy said it out. he whipped Jeez. it out girl he didn't even you know no shame no shame yeah his sister-in-law who was a medium was also there as well 
God, there was a woman in the presence of this this ripping of the board? I can't remember her name. And the guy said, well, if this board can spell out my full name, then I'll give you the patent. And the board did. But we should do a little side note, right, Steve? What's what's the side note? Tell it what tell us the side note. So the side note is 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 Mr. Bond ran uh Pittsburgh Toy Company. And so he he was very familiar with the patent office before this. So they the, the kind of extra piece to it is did he already know this guy's name? Or had he worked with the guy before, or had he uh did he work with somebody who knew the guy, so therefore he knew what he was doing? But um, there's a there's a, a you know it, there's a whole deep dive on that on whether or not he knew the guy, but it's really hard to tell, um, you know. And I didn't spend a lot of time diving patents because his Mr. Bond's company is really hard to find in the because these are these are all retired patents anyway. But I was trying to look and see if I could find other patents with the same guy's name on them. Um, I didn't find anything. In like cursory search, but uh, I'm sure if I dug deep enough, I could find yeah. something. I think it's suspicious. Well, I'm going to call that sus. If this were a skeptical believers episode on my YouTube channel that you should totally check out, I would be 10 out of 10 skeptics on that one. <laughs> I, I think Heather I would too. She is so skeptical oh, yeah. about everything. <laughs> yes, she's awesome. Love her to pieces. She and I, you guys for, that don't know, on my YouTube channel, once a month, on the 15th of every month, Heather and I do a Skeptical Believers episode where we take um, a haunting or a ghost story or a haunted place or whatever, and we do a deep dive where we dig into the real details of it, and then we decide if we believe that it's true, that it's really paranormal or not. And if we do 10 skeptics, 10 out of 10, then it means we don't believe it at all. And if it's less, you know, then we do. So check it out. We will do one on, on Ouija boards. I think that's scheduled for August. So it'll be August 15th. When that Have happens. you seen the movies? I have not yet, but I plan to watch them before we do that episode. I liked them. Yeah. You're going to be busy. There's a lot. Yeah. Of them. Well, I'm not going to watch a all lot of them. <laughs> well, no, I just, I like the slightly newer ones of just Ouija and then Ouija Origin of Evil is the precursor mm-hmm. to it. I liked those. Okay. I'll check them out. I mean, I grew up when Ouija boards were getting popular. On that note, um, Ouija board use exploded. After certain events in history, and you guys are may or may not be surprised to hear what they were. So Ouija boards um, started coming out as toy or whatever, and their popularity exploded after immediately after World War One, immediately after and during the Great Depression and World War Two. So all the things that made us really sad and depressed, we all apparently went to Ouija boards. <laughs> And we're trying to talk, talk to the to dead. talk to someone else. This world sucks right now. Let's talk to a different world. Yeah. Well, and the, the popularity in the in the 20s uh, uh, during the Depression and, and a little bit before that, um, it, it was so popular that uh, Norman Rockwell actually has a painting uh, that he did of, t- uh, of a couple um, using a Ouija board. Uh, it was pretty prevalent. Uh, during spiritualism in general, you know, yeah. 18, what was that? 1880s to like 1930s. Um, cause it was considered a tool 
that a basic person could mm-hmm. use was the description that I found. Um, you didn't necessarily need a medium to use it was kind yeah. of the idea. So, like, I could use it, right? No, no, you can't. <laughs> you and I live in the same house. You're not touching them. We've been over this. Right. He says no talking boards. <laughs> oh, darn. No talking boards, no mirrors. I have very few ru- rules. Don't put mirrors facing each other and don't use Ouija boards in my house. That's pretty much it. Nice. Like everything else, whatever. Nice. I don't care. Did you know that Ouija boards were not openly thought of as evil or bad until the movie The Exorcist came out? <laughs> did you know that? Before that, they were just considered a tool, more or less. They did not yeah, get was- that evil feeling behind them until the exorcist because the exorcist is a girl who plays with a Ouija board and she becomes possessed and you know, her head spins 360 and then she spits pea soup everywhere. (laughs) So. Well, divination in general was like one of the really accepted things for a long period of time. Um, And even in religious circles, a lot of times divination was kind of, the one that was like, yeah, we're not supposed to do that, but hey, you know, whatever. Um, it, it, it was, I mean, during during the height of spiritualism, uh, there was a lot of people, Catholic churches were doing it after mass. Like it wasn't mm-hmm. ever really considered a, a, a crazy thing um, until, like you said, later when it kind of got uh, Hollywoodized or stylized or anything like that. Um, yeah, my, my reasoning for my rule is, is that I've I've seen it go bad, so I'd rather not. Uh, and my my wife, as you already know, uh, is um, prone to accidents. We'll say let's let's put it that way. <laughs> that is not meant as is like a southern thing either. Of like, oh, what happens? You know, <laughs> nobody cares in the south. Like, I am legitimately accident prone. I trip over myself. I run into to doors all the time. I you know. Ram my leg on mm. tables. You might stuff. accidentally <laughs> bring forth a demon from the nether region. Oh, I totally, I probably die. Totally <laughs> would, because I'd try and talk to the ghost in our house and be like, "Hey, what's up? How how are you? Did you you know why are you here? What's up? and knowing me, I'd get some random demon mm. that is just like, "All right, let's go for a spin. <laughs> yeah. Doors open. Let's do this." Nice. And she's she's not she the ghost in the house like this is another one. The thing is told you several times to leave it alone. Like leave it alone. Stop messing with it. Like <laughs> this is my point. You know, it, to translate it to Southern, since you wanted me to. My wife is a sweet summer child. Okay, it's just the way it is. <laughs> it's true. So I do even I do oh, some things, Lord. and then I'll look back on it, and it's just one of those instances. Of, oh, honey, <laughs> bless your heart. <laughs> Bless your heart. Nice. Well, in 1973 is when the Exorcist movie came out. And after that is when, like, the Catholic Church started denouncing Ouija boards and, uh, you know, other churches did too. And they started doing campaigns against it. There was Ouija board burnings that happened. Like, it went kind of bonkers there for a little while. Um, And still is. As a, you're not supposed to do that, are you? I'm pretty sure you're not supposed to, but to are burn you or Ouija aren't boards. You? Because we'll get okay. to that. So <laughs> now there is a scientific um, quote unquote explanation as to why Ouija boards might be accurate more times than not. 
um, there's a group of scientists that looked into it and they decided that it may be, I'm going to try to pronounce this, idiomotor response. I, idea, idea, I feel like it's idiomotor response. Anyway, basically they said honest, intelligent people can unconsciously engage in muscular activity that is consistent with their expectations. So basically, I think that means unconsciously you can move the planchette without realizing you're doing it in a way that will meet your expectation for the question mm-hmm. that you asked. But you don't know that I've you're also doing heard that. it called the idiometeor effect. So, one more fun fact before we move to how to use one a Ouija board was actually like involved in a trial in a courtroom trial in England in 1994. Okay. So a a jury in England in 1994. So they actually used a Ouija board during their deliberations and they got caught, like they got found out and they actually um, did a retrial. It caused a retrial because the, the judge found out that the jury used a Ouija board. The guy was being tried for murder. And they were trying to contact the person he murdered to ask them if I he did that. it. <laughs> That's great. That's hilarious. There's other cases at the turn of the century. Uh, there was a, I'm trying to remember her name now. I, I wrote that one down too. But there was a lady that was actually acquitted because she blamed something that came from the Ouija board for doing wow. something. I don't remember what it was. But there was a whole spate of that with spiritualism at the turn of the century where like, be like, oh yeah, like I, I murdered my wife and then, you know, like uh, kidnapped the neighbor's daughter. But, you know, we had a medium over like four days before that. And people are just like, oh, okay, yeah, that, that mm. makes perfect sense. Um, so there was there was a lot of that kind of stuff too. But 94, I didn't I didn't actually know about the British one. So that's, a, that's an interesting yeah. one. 1994. That's recent. <laughs> That's too recent for you guys to be like, oh, this sounds like a logical thing that a jury should do. <laughs> well, and and this goes back to like what you were just talking about, about uh, people's own psychology, messing with them, especially in groups uh, that, that – you know, it's it's easy for somebody's like, you know, it was the crazy old blue haired lady that had been sitting in the back the whole time anyway. She's like, I brought this Ouija board. Do you guys want to try it? And they're like, oh, yeah, sure. Let's uh, let's give that a go. Like, yeah. why not? Like, you know, British trials are weird anyway. The wigs and the, yeah. and the all the banging and screaming and like, yeah, I mean, I'm not that surprised. And I can hear the judge like you guys used a Ouija board and they're like, what? We didn't read the newspaper. Mm hmm. <laughs> We didn't read any yeah. magazines. Did someone bring an eight ball too? Magic eight ball? Shake yeah. It. He's like, you guys realize that like my great, 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 great grandfather would have burned all of you at the stake. Right. right. Like, <laughs> this is how the British court system works, right? So it's like, yeah. um, you guys, this is, it's 94. Yes, we're, we, we've, we've progressed beyond that now, but 150 years ago, we would have burned you for this. Mm. We hired you to make a decision with your brain, not... Yeah, that's that's probably the weirdest thing I found out when I was looking into Ouija boards. So how to use a Ouija board. The first person that I stumbled upon was a lady who is very spiritual and she um, on YouTube and she I'll put the links actually in the show notes so that you guys can check that check it out and make your own decisions. But so she said that you have to cleanse the board first. 
So she gave some different ways that you can do that with sage smoke or whatever. Um, crystals, you know, whatever. Clorox. <laughs> Clorox. Germs. Fabu- are- fabuloso. Yeah. Clean that planchette off. You don't know where it's been. <laughs> nope. You don't know. So then she said, make sure everyone is feeling positive. So no one that's in a bad mood or depressed or anything like that going through hard times. And the reason she gave was because if you are in that bad mindset that you're more susceptible to yeah carol we don't need your negativity today (laughs) and now you know why we can't use one in the house when have i never been in a bad mood oh that's not good (laughs) totally a joke i'm just yeah light i just sound like that (laughs) so there's that then she said always designate one person to ask the questions and interact with the energies i've heard that before she said that her reasoning was because if too many people are spouting off questions and all that that it can be confusing and it can amp up the energy that you're communicating with and it's just not a good idea to do so just pick one person and she said the best way is to write the questions down before you start so that you kind of know what direction you're going to go in so that that one person can hit everybody's question that they want answered oh we could like Make a diagram of like a a linear diagram of if yes, then and if no, then this question and stuff. Wow. You're not you're not going to Venn diagram the the ghost. Okay, (laughs) calm down. We could when we go when we go to Massachusetts and we stand in the middle of the the planchette on the giant Ouija board that they have there. They do have that. I love that meme where somebody put a Ouija board on their living room floor and it said, you know, oh, yeah, that's all well and good until the Roomba, you know, (laughs) calls a demon into your house or whatever. Uh. Roombas do make demonic noises to begin with. So, (laughs) you know, I mean, you've already let it in the house anyway. Yeah. So what's the difference? Um, Then it said, ask simple yes or no questions at first. So you don't want to overwhelm the spirits and energies. So you just ask yes or no for a minute. And that's kind of so you can establish that you are in fact talking to something other than, you know, your fingertips. And so, yeah, she said, ask simple questions at first and then move on to the bigger things. She says, have someone designated that's not using the board, someone like off to the side, that'll be your note taker. And they are to write down the questions that you ask and then the answers that were given so that when it's done, you can look back and see, you know, so you don't forget. She said, this lady said, never ask these questions. When did you die? Were you murdered? How did you die? She basically said, don't talk about the energy's death. And she gave a few reasons. One of them was, First of all, some of those energies won't know. They won't be aware of what happened to them. And then she said, also, if you start talking about death and murder and all these things, you can invite energies that are a little more on the negative side and you don't want those. So she said, don't talk about death. do I? I mean. (laughs) Don't tell me what to do, Carol. Right? (laughs) Listen, you freak out when the cat's in the wrong room. Don't don't act like that. He is calling you out today. I'm brave on the podcast, though. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, yeah, I, I can, I can hear that. Um, <laughs> well, that's that's fantastic. I'll ask I whatever guess. questions I want. I wrote them down ahead of time. <laughs> nice. See, and that that's weird to me because, like, I don't know about you, but like the theoretic behind it is basically what you're doing is starting a conversation with someone who's walking down the sidewalk, right? It's the same kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And normally, when normal people do this, excuse me, sir, right, did you die here? You, Right. It like, well, no. Do you like, have the time? That's just it. It's, it's like when you're walking down the sidewalk and there's some random person there and you're bored or you're my wife and you feel unnecessary to talk to everyone, you approach them in such a way where you're like, hi, how are you doing? Like these kinds of things. You don't come with your microphone and an interview notebook and like, okay, <laughs> I have laid out these questions for a random person on sidewalk. Yeah. How do you speak? Like, it just, that seems so odd to me, for one. For two, if it's supposed to be a conversation, normally you go about it in a, like, naturally flowing way, as opposed, like I said, mm. it's just an interrogation. <laughs> like, right. you, lo- you, you lock the ghost in the room and you're like, all right, listen, you need to sit there and I'm going to ask you every question I've ever wanted to know. Don't say anything except for what I want you to say. Like, eh, it seems a little odd. Yeah. I could see that point. She says, as far as using a Ouija board in in a cemetery, she says, it's actually not a big deal, but just be respectful. So she talked a lot about being respectful to energies. She said, don't sit on top of someone's grave. Don't use the Ouija board on their grave. You know, go off to the side somewhere where you know there aren't any graves at and you can do it there or whatever. She just said respect. But she doesn't really believe a lot that you can bring full-on demons in. I don't know if she doesn't believe in demons or if she was just saying the Ouija board is just a communication tool or whatever. She also said that you should close the session when you're done. So always tell them that you are closing the session and then tell them goodbye. She did say that. Thank you for your time today. Our interview has concluded. For answering all of our questions. I hope you enjoy the rest of your evening, and we will be with you next time. Yes. Tune tune in next time to the next Ouija board interview on True Hauntings. (laughs) I feel like this is going to be on the news in 2040. Like, this is going to be normal. Just a bunch of people sitting around like, oh, our next interview is with Ralph, the (laughs) guy who... Got hit by a bus in 2014. Like, oh gosh! News at eleven. It says, "Don't be mean or rude. So don't be snarky. Don't be rude. You know, respect." She talked a lot about respecting the energies because they were human too at some point, and you wouldn't talk to a normal living person like that. So don't be rude to a spirit or an energy like that. You don't know me. I could. (laughs) I was going to say, "You're in my house." Wait a second. I live here. You you die here, or you're dead here. Oh, like geez. I live here, and you're dead here. Like mm. <laughs> I don't know. I, I've got a weird sense of things when it comes to this. I guess she also said. Now I feel like we should take special note of this instruction. Okay. Okay. Not we as in us three, but I just mean we in, in the general population of the world. Never use a Ouija board under the influence. <laughs> don't do it when you're drunk. Don't do it when you're, um, you know, smoking the devil's lettuce or whatever. <laughs> wow, I haven't heard that in a while. 
the crazy cabbage. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't realize there was going to be uh, reefer madness references in this episode. <laughs> I wasn't prepared for that. No Ouija boards in Colorado is what you're saying. Maybe not. Maybe not. Okay. The, or or California, right? Or Oregon. They? Or Washington. Mo- most of the West Coast in general. Yeah. Oregon, definitely not. Yeah. Um, that's a really, really bad idea. Since shrooms are illegal. <laughs> nice. You think we're weird? We're fairly uh, above the normal spectrum there. So, uh, yeah, nice. that's the thing. And then her last note was that it is, in fact, okay to do it alone. She says that some people think you shouldn't. She says it's perfectly fine so long as you're respectful and you do the things that you're supposed to do. Like, it doesn't matter if you're alone or if you're with a bunch of people, you're just communicating or whatever. So that was that lady's take. That contradicts what she said earlier, which was to have another person there to write down the questions and then write down the answers. What do you want, lady? That's best. But she's saying it's okay to do it. What she was saying is there's a rumor that you should never do it alone because it's dangerous or whatever. She said it's not. That you don't, you can do it alone if you want. Another lady I found. Now, she is, um, first of all, the first lady said that all those things, never do this, never do that, that those come from horror movies and that those aren't real life. So this other lady that I watched, she said the total polar opposite of the first woman, and I will put her link up too. So she says, never, ever take your hands off the planchette until you close the session. She said at least one person has to keep their hands on the planchette. You should never break the connection until you've closed the session. Otherwise, the door, the door is open still and they can move about the country freely or whatever. I, I could know. see that. Then they're going to come to your house. Roam about the countryside? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Causing havoc. They're going to come to your house and sit on your bed. This is this is how this all happens. Yeah. Right? It's just... <laughs> That's where that girl on my bed... A few, like a month ago. That's I got where stuck here because some asshole oh. played with a Ouija board and took his hands off. Right? <laughs> then she says, be mentally strong first. But that sounds a lot like what the other lady said. You know, she said, don't do it when you're feeling weak or depressed or whatever. So then this woman said, do not mock the spirits or prank each other with the board because it's disrespectful and it will anger the energies. And that's how you get bad energies coming through. So don't mock the spirits or prank the other people in the room. Which that would be hard for me because I would totally want to do that. Fine. <laughs> so many rules. <laughs> yeah, no, that kind of takes all the fun out of it, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> oh boy, way to make it made serious. Never ask when a living person is going to die. That does seem like a no-brainer to me. Um... Well, I just don't want to know, first of all. <laughs> but also, mm-hmm. yeah, just just don't do that. I agree with that one. Isn't that kind of a qualifier, though, to figure out what you're what you're dealing with? I, I, I feel like that would be a qualifier. Because if you ran, if we go back to the same analogy we've been using here. You ask a random guy walking down the street, hey, do you know when I'm going to die? And he turns around and looks at you and says, yes, December 24th, 2051. And then turns around and walks away, probably not dealing with a human being. I I think that you shouldn't ask when a living person's going to die because I feel like even if that date is wrong, now that date is in your head. You know what I mean? Final destination status. Yes. I don't want that date bumping around in my empty noggin. 
So I had a, a um, psychic, uh, well, no, a spirit medium ask me one time if I wanted him to tell me when I was going to die. And I said, no, I don't want you to. And he didn't. So I don't know if he would have been right or not, but I just didn't want to know. Okay. Store the board and the planchette separately. Oh, have you heard that one? Uh, uh-uh. Apparently if the planchette is with the board or worse still, if it's, if the board's laying out in your house and the planchette's just sitting on top of it willy nilly, then energies can use it. They can manipulate it and use it to just frolic back and forth and do whatever it is that they do. So never store the board and the planchette together. Always do it separately. Never let it connect all four corners of the board. So apparently if while you're doing it, all of a sudden the planchette like starts to go to one corner and then it starts to go to another corner and then another corner and another corner, you should stop it. You should stop it physically with your hands and don't let it connect all four corners because that's how demons come through. But also don't let go. Yes. Don't let go, but don't let it do all four corners. Like stop it before it gets to that last connection because I guess it's trying to form a an opening, like a a window or whatever. No, I don't know if I believe that one. This one's similar to the same theoretic of circulars. So if it starts moving in a circle or uh, it starts doing the sideways uh, figure eight. Yeah. Uh, so the infinity sign, similar similar thought process there. And that's 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 an old one. Uh, that's a, that's an old thought process. It's not that's not something more recent that's yeah. that goes back quite a while yeah and it sounds very stuff again. horror movie-esque to me you know but i don't know um also along those same lines never let it count down through the numbers so if it starts with nine and it starts counting down through the numbers it's also trying to bring something evil through and so you shouldn't let it do that either and you shouldn't let it go through the alphabet so you shouldn't let it complete the entire alphabet because that's another way that it can try to bring something evil in. In order or just spelling stuff out? No, in order. In oh. order, specifically. Because what if yeah. it just, you know, the, what is it? The lazy brown dog jumped over the fox includes all the letters <laughs> of the alphabet. <laughs> Listen, yeah. what if it's singing the alphabet song to you? Yeah. You don't know? You're talking to a toddler that died. I know my ABCs. <laughs> That has to move in the pattern of twinkle, twinkle, little star. <laughs> if those of you who didn't know that, you'll never unhear yes, that now. Yes, now, now it's in my head. It's, it's in my head. Uh-huh. They are the same, yes. That sucks. Why am I so hurt by that right now? <laughs> I feel like my whole childhood was a lie. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, once again, hi, I'm Steve. This is what I do. Uh, so then she also says, always say goodbye to it. Always close the session. And she says, never, ever burn a Ouija board. She says, bury it. Don't burn it. The other lady said, it does not matter if you burn it. That's just a myth. Do whatever you want to it. It's The spirits are not trapped in the board itself. But this lady says they are. And if you burn it, you release all those energies into the world to wreak havoc or whatever. See, I'm conflicted about the second gal because she says 
to always say goodbye and close the session, right? So if you're saying mm-hmm. goodbye and you're closing the session and everybody's gone, we've we've dispersed from our council meeting, then if you leave the board and the planchette together, who's going to come talk to it if no one's started, you know, and there's no spirits mm. around? The cat. The cat is the answer to that question. <laughs> Cats are evil. I love cats, but they're evil, and they will they I they they'll mess with the Ouija board, or they'll open a portal oh, to hell, the or whatever. Off the table and <laughs> right, summon or, the devil. No, no, no! It'll literally go over there and start doing the movements with, the, <laughs> with his paws. You know, cats are evil, man. I think the point is, if you're doing a session and you feel like it's gone wrong. And then things happen in your house for the next few days later. Don't freak out and burn the board because then you're just releasing it all and it'll get worse. Maybe that was her Now I just have an image in my mind of our Sphinx because we have a Sphinx cat. So he has no fur. He's one of the, like, you know, Dr. Evil's cat, Mr. Bigglesworth. He looks like a little demon. (laughs) I can just imagine him, like, with his little creepy paws on there, like, (laughs) moving it around. His alien hands. Yeah, that's another thing. Uh, if you've never had the opportunity to be around a cat with no hair, take a look at their feet when they have no hair. It is the creepiest thing you'll ever see in your life. Oh, that's weird. That's weird. So the last thing. Oh, and she said if you do bury it, you have to bury the board and the planchette separately. So bury the board on one end of your property and bury the planchette on the total other end of the property far away. Like a vampire when you cut his head off. Mm-hmm. Or witch's bones. Does she explain her logic behind the the separation when there's a burial involved? Or is that just kind of like one of those like, hey, this is a top ten list. I'm just, just total curiosity. It seemed more like so that the planchette doesn't activate the board. I think she used the word activate. The planchette can activate the board and things can move through it or something. So you keep them separate. Okay, just to- like literally total curiosity because uh, the 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 burial versus like burning versus de- destroying versus desecration versus that whole argument is a is a huge argument when you talk about anything you use for divination. So just just curious. That's yeah. all. Uh, no so her last is. thing is do a salt circle around each piece. So if you do bury it. You want to put a circle of salt around the spot that you've buried it. And you would do that for the board and for the planchette. Gosh, she's going hardcore. Yeah, she is. You wonder what this woman's experiences are. Like she tried to bury it and buried them together and then realized she's still popping off. And she's like, all right, we got to go back and do it again. Her entire video throughout, she said many times, My advice is to never use a Ouija board, but if you're going to do this or do that or whatever, but she was very (laughs) sure to say consistently that you should never, ever use a Ouija board under any circumstances. It's just bad luck and bad news and don't do it. Don't tell me what to do, Carol. (laughs) Telling you. Also, not while you're drinking because you're likely to run away and then you've got all kinds of problems (laughs) on your hands. So... That's that's it. That's what I had. Um, we've heard two different people's ideas of how to use one. Um, if you are into Instagram, I'm using it a lot more. I am posting memes and such. Silly, goofy things. Go check it out. It is at True Hauntings Blog. And if you're into the Twitter, the tweets and such, 
Tweety Tweets. <laughs> at True Hauntings with a Z on the end, because some jerk used True Hauntings with an S, so now I can't use it. <laughs> so rude. I'm going to find them. <laughs> yeah. Send them a strongly worded email. <laughs> they got there first. I mean, give up your handle I, or send else. Send him a message. I'm sure he'll he'll sell it for ten bucks yeah, or something. Yeah, right. You know, <laughs> how much is it worth to you? <laughs> Not much because I'm broke. Okay, so <laughs> so go check those out. Definitely join our Facebook group because we do a lot of chatting there. A lot of people shall share their experiences and ask questions, and we do fun little polls. And all that kind of stuff. So go check it out. Does anybody have any final closing comments? <laughs> Always say goodbye. There you go. <laughs> Listen, we're closing the session. Okay. You cannot goodbye. come home with me. <laughs> we're closing the session. And we will spook you later. 